Hello, and welcome to the Vibrant Light Podcast, your home for uplifting faith-based commentary. My name is Alicia, and I'm your host. Today, I will be discussing a recent episode of the Word on Fire podcast, which analyzed the ideal role of higher education. I was listening to the Word on Fire podcast the other day, which if you've never listened to it, I highly recommend it. It's it's fantastic. There's a lot of great, great content. There was an episode specifically from February the 26th titled Christianity and the Crisis of Universities with Professor Jessica Houghton-Wilson from the University of Dallas, I believe, was where she said she was, was from. And the purpose of her talk was basically uh, she was asked to present her ideal view of what higher education should look like. Today, I wanted to offer my comments and critique on her presentation. First and foremost, uh, I do want to be clear that I didn't necessarily disagree with her main point. It was also not new to me. It's an argument I've heard before that I have found a little bit off-putting, and, and I wanted to talk about this today to try and kind of wrap my mind around what it is that's off off-putting to me. And that is the view that attending college should be about the experience and not career training. I find that perspective, while not entirely unreasonable, to be a bit elitist. It's also a view on education that I found typical of people who have spent their life in academia and it's, it's not a view I don't think that resonates with most people outside of academia. Specifically, she discusses finding herself frustrated with those who view college education as a product and see students as consumers of that product. She feels that higher education should be seen as a mental exercise and an experience that should lead to self-betterment. It's about training one's mind to reach their ultimate potential and develop universal skills that will be helpful regardless of what career path somebody chooses. Now, I don't disagree that higher education can and should be all of those things, but the real practical fact is that it is a luxury to go to college. It College requires a huge financial investment and pragmatically for the average person to invest the time and money it takes to go to college, it's hard to set aside the expectation that of, of a financial return on the back end. To make that kind of financial investment for most people the skills you learn in college need to translate into some sort of tangible skill for a person to be able to support themselves and pay back the likely debt they will be accruing by going to college. According to an article from Forbes.com from February 22nd of this year, in the last 30 years, tuition at public four-year colleges grew from roughly 4000 to 11000 for public public four-year colleges and from 19,000 to 38,000 for 
private nonprofit colleges. As a result, to make college possible, more than half of students will leave school with some amount of debt. The average college graduate owes just under $30,000 when they graduate, most of which is financed through federal student loans. And it's pretty split equally between public and private educational institutions. Now, one thing this article doesn't mention is the expected family contribution portion. So parents oftentimes are also carrying debt after their children graduate in addition to what their graduates are carrying. And that also doesn't include what they might be paying up front along the way. So it, it doesn't, you know, that 30000 average, that's not, that doesn't, that shouldn't be assumed that that's what their college education cost. That's just what's still remaining in loans when they leave. So, um, you know, so while I sympathize with her view that treating college like a product and treating college students as consumers re- reduces higher education down to being treated the same way as essentially any other retail product, I do find it a bit elitist to simply dismiss those who have that view as not getting it, not not understanding what college is supposed to be about. I think many people would love for college to be as she describes it in a perfect world, but to for the average person to spend tens of thousands of dollars in four years of their lives simply on self-improvement with no expectation of a tangible outcome is just not where most people are at. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, basically. You know, the idea that someone who has their basic needs met then has the luxury to focus their energy on more lofty goals and concepts and ideas. But if you're a prospective student from a rural community or an inner city, if you have faced poverty or abuse or coming out of foster care, you're in an underfunded school district and just didn't get that grade of a K-12 education, the idea that you're going to go to this place for four years and sit in a building and spend a bunch of money so you can have a better understanding of Greek philosophy and classic literature, to somebody coming, if somebody coming out of that kind of environment, that just seems like a joke. Now, that's, of course, not to say that individuals coming out of those circumstances are not worthy or capable of studying those types of subjects. But that's most likely not going to be their priority at 17, 18, 19 years old when they are entering adulthood, coming out of a difficult situation, and they now have to figure out how they're going to support themselves. It's really not realistic for young people in those situations. And people in those situations represent a huge portion of the population of this country. If they're going to go spend four years and tens of thousands of dollars on an education, they need to know that they're going to walk away with skills that will allow them to earn a livable income. Now, one critique she had of modern college education that I did absolutely agree with and I do think is a consequence of treating college as a consumer product is a lot of this sort of catering to the whims and emotions of college students and their beliefs and um, we shouldn't be 
college shouldn't be telling students what to think or just agreeing with what they think. College should be teaching students how to think and how to analyze information and challenge. Colleges should be challenging their students' thinking. And over the last decade or so, a lot of colleges have moved towards this model of pacifying students and creating safe spaces and wanting professors. Um, you know, she talks about for herself, she, you know, she was being asked to become friends with her students and asking about their personal lives and and really break kind of crossing boundaries, you know, the boundaries of that student professor relationship. And in that regard, treating students as customers is absolutely problematic because as a student, you're not going to get anything out of that if you just have professors that are simply telling you what you want to hear and preaching the narratives you agree with. And I do absolutely agree with her that the shift in the behavior of colleges is likely directly connected to colleges treating education as a consumer product and the students as customers. I think another thing that was missing in this talk is there's this idea that education sort of needs to take place in an institution in buildings and classrooms. But as I've discussed before, education can happen anywhere, anytime, and it doesn't have to cost anything or it can cost very little. We don't have to be enrolled in a program and sitting in a classroom to learn to learn new things. Now, there are, of course, limitations on what a person can learn on their own. And there is certainly value in being able to discuss things with others and especially if we're studying a more complex subject or a text, to have somebody there with some expertise to help us understand to, to help us understand that text is, is certainly beneficial, but it doesn't have to be in a college setting. It doesn't have to cost tens of thousands of dollars. There's tons of book groups and discussion groups available, especially if you live in a more populated area where you can meet with other people and experts to, to discuss complex topics. Now, to be fair, she does talk about some alternative education models. She mentioned a school out in California that goes from K to, to 16, like 16th grade, essentially including four years post high school as part of their standard education model. And it was very inexpensive. I think she said it was something like just over $4,000 a year, which is very reasonable. But at the same time, that's really a case study. It's not something that's available to the average person. It's not a wild, widely available education model. And it's it still is emphasizing education as an experience that has to take place in a classroom. Overall, as a listener... I would say while listening to this podcast, one thing I, I had to keep reminding myself is that she she was asked to describe an ideal. So I did try to keep that in mind while I was listening that the scenario she was describing that this is what college would look like to her in a perfect world. So I I would like I would have liked the opportunity or would have liked to hear somebody sort of ask about about these these other more challenged populations. Because my main critique 
of of her talk is that I don't know how helpful of a conversation or uh, about this type of model is to have when that type of college model leaves out a whole population of people who still need higher education, who still can benefit from higher education. But if they're going to spend the time and money on schooling beyond public high school, that those students practically need to walk away with some sort of marketable skill. It's just not reasonable or fair or realistic to expect everyone to make that type of investment in time and money if they're not going to be able to pay back that debt. The other thing that I felt like she ignored is the fact that a lot of teenagers and young adults, even coming out of the best of circumstances with plenty of financial resources, don't necessarily have the interest or desire to be studying the type of curriculum she described to be taking deep dives into world economics and ancient philosophy and those types of humanities topics in a real meaningful way. So it begs the question, is it a good use of time and money at that age to be studying those topics if a student doesn't really have the desire to learn about those topics? What are they really going to get out of it? I think arguably at those ages, for many students developing tangible skills that they can take into the workplace is what most of them need to be doing. And then as they get older and they develop interests and learn more about the world, then they be maybe more at a place mentally where they can start asking those deep questions and have a desire to learn about those types of topics. But at 18, 19 years old, that's not what most young people care about. And we can't make them care about it. We can lead by example and read good literature and talk about what's happening in the world and their presence, but adolescents are inherently pretty self-absorbed. Even even adolescents that are interested in social justice issues, there's usually it's usually because it's it's sort of the topic du jour. And and I don't mean that in an insulting way. It's just biologically where adolescents and young adults are developmentally, they're they're not their intellectual thinking ability isn't isn't the same as a fully formed adult brain, which for some people isn't doesn't exist until they're in their mid twenties. And I know when I think back on my own college experience, I went to a state college. So there were a lot of adult learners. And it was great to have them in class because oftentimes they were the ones who were the most engaged. They were the ones keeping the conversation going and asking questions and really adding a lot of depth of thinking to the class that most of the rest of us didn't or couldn't offer because we didn't have that maturity and life experience to put what we were learning into context. So I think one thing I might add to her view that I think would have made it more palatable and feel a little bit less elitist is recognizing that the type of learning she is describing doesn't necessarily 
need to happen right out of high school and maybe shouldn't happen right out of high school, that perhaps somebody coming out of high school should go and take a few years to work or travel with a program like AmeriCorps or something like that, you know, have some life experiences and then come back for more education. And that maybe college isn't an experience where we stop our lives for four years and do nothing else. Maybe part-time college should become more the norm where we're learning in conjunction with other things we're doing in our lives, thus making continued education more accessible for those who need to work and have bills to pay, or maybe having more just ad hoc classes that are not part of a a degree program where you can just go and study a topic that interests you on a on an ad hoc basis. I think there is a way to take the model she describes and make it accessible for not just young adults but people of all ages who want to broaden their horizons. But I think the view out of high school that you know out of straight out of high school we should have this period of where there's four years of learning for the sake of learning it just comes off to me as intellectual elitism that is not going to be attainable for most students and it ignores most people's practical circumstances and ignores the fact that for most people the desire and ability to engage in the type of learning she describes that might not be something you're you're ready to do until we're in our 30s 40s or even later in life so I think really this this model she's talking about it it's just not practical for most people so I'd love to know what you think college should look like Email me your feedback, questions, comments, even your criticism to vibrantlightpodcast at outlook.com. Thank you for listening.